0: post-credit conversations a movie podcast where we believe that a film is only as good as the discussion it inspires my name is kale prindle and i am i had to say that weird because i had to do that intro twice because i can't say my own dumb name and and i cannot introduce
1: myself until you introduce yourself Uh, a rule i didn't know we had until just then i'm like I don't know who you are or who I am until this happens, Um, which really ties into today's movie of not knowing who I was until you said that. Uh, Thanks Mm. for giving me the spark. Anyway.
0: Oh, that was nice. Anyway. I'm inspiring people. Anyway. Hello, everybody. Uh, (laughs) This week, Slade and I are jumping into uh, a movie that's actually recent. Recent? It's like we've got some relevance here uh, because we're talking about it. Less than a month after it came out. We'll see when it gets released. Anyway, today we're talking about the Pixar movie, Soul. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't have anything else to say aside from hopping into it. Um, you got anything?
1: I-, I got some production notes if we want to go oh, do that. Oh, production
0: notes. Perfect. Gotta find some theme music for Slate's production
1: notes. All right. Uh, this week in my production notes, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about score it seemed fitting to to kind of talk about the function of a score and what it is or uh, kind of a loose working definition uh score in film refers to the original music composed for the film so uh when you buy your soundtracks and stuff sometimes it says uh music from the score of the film uh As opposed to something, let's say, like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which, you know, it's not a score necessarily for that film. The popular music from that is popular music from you know, other bands. So a score is the original music composed for a film. A score has the capacity to accomplish many goals, tone, atmosphere, authenticity sometimes. A score really can make or break a film. Uh, Maybe you can think of some examples where a score doesn't live up to the movie or the movie doesn't live up to the score. A score can serve to tell an audience how to feel during certain scenes, whether a crash of cymbals during a jump scare or a swell of strings during a death or a timpani roll right before the big battle that music serves to kind of give us clues into our own feelings um a score can even add a new sense of identity to a film the opening bars of star wars or harry potter right you know what i'm talking about um you hear those you immediately think of those movies sometimes even if you haven't seen them, uh, a gunshot horn blast of James Bond. Many scores have become iconic and conjure images of the films upon listening. Of course, sometimes scores never rise to the occasion, even in well-made movies, or sometimes the scattered feelings of a piece of music confuse the audience unintentionally during a scene of high conflict or emotion. An uninspired score would sometimes be better traded for silence than any music at all. Um, are there any scores that stick out to you as a favorite Kale? Um, it can be for film. It can be for video games, even. I, I'll, I'll go in. Oh, my goodness. In, Don't in open to... the
0: video game door. If you open the video game door, I, we're going to talk forever. I had to. So I, did, I didn't want
1: to choose one myself and then have you <laughs> call is... me a cheater. So
0: <laughs> So I'm going to skip the video game one, Chrono okay. Trigger. Uh, so, nice. <clears throat> I think that probably... One of my favorite film scores is Tron Legacy. Okay. I think it's so good. It's so fun to listen to outside of the film. Like if I had to track how many film scores I've listened to more and more, like that one's got to be the number one that I've, that and probably the social network.
1: Ooh. Funny. Probably the two
0: I've listened to the most. Oh, I know it's going to connect.
1: It's going to connect. That's really good. Um, yeah, I'd say social network too. I think that's one I've come back to often um, for atmosphere and and stuff as well. Uh, <laughs> chrono Trigger, uh, as well. Um, so um, and, and may, maybe something like uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I think that one's so very distinct so good. and and very good, very good. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. I, I, we could do a whole. 15 minutes on film scores and
0: we could and whatnot but we won't we won't
1: (laughs) uh so anyway those are the production notes today score
0: thank you slade all right well then we're gonna be talking about the movie soul so let's get to the good stuff It's a hard movie to think of how I'm going to explain all of this um, with any kind of brevity (laughs) and have it make sense. But here we go. Uh, Soul is the most recent film produced and put out by Pixar uh, coming out in late 2020. Uh, It follows our main character, Joe, who's a middle school band teacher who has aspirations of being a professional jazz musician. We find that his mother does not approve of that pursuit. She would much rather see him have a steady job uh, as a teacher or as anything, just a steady job, really. But when Joe gets the opportunity to sit in uh, with a famous jazz musician and actually gets wins this audition and is able to play with them, he's over the moon until he accidentally falls down an open manhole cover in New York City. And basically dies. (laughs) That's within the first 10 minutes of the film. Yeah. Once he realizes that he's on the path to his own death, he freaks out, realizes this is not fair. I can't die now when I'm so close to my dreams. And Joe fights tooth and nail to uh, get back, get his soul back into his body so he can play this gig um, with this jazz musician and turn his life into something that he thinks is meaningful part of this process is he finds himself not in the great beyond but in the great before where he is mistaken to be a mentor for new souls that will be headed down to earth as soon as they fill out the rest of their badges and get the green light to go embody a new uh, person he meets a soul named 22 a soul that has been stuck in the great before for thousands of years and has never got the green light to go to earth because she doesn't care about life. She doesn't care about living on earth. She's convinced she knows everything there is to know about it. And what's even the point. The two of them eventually end up in different bodies in New York city. Um, The whole time, Joe trying desperately to get back into his original body so he can live his dreams. And that's as far as I'm going to go for now without confusing it any further. (laughs) But oh, I, think I'm, I, I think I did. I'm going to pat myself. I think that, I that just was did a really pretty good. dang good job. That was pretty good. It's a hard movie to sum up,
1: especially since think, we you just saw it. Um.
0: <laughs> well, even if I didn't, I think it's hard. But also true. Also true. This is a movie that's directed by the same guy who did Inside Out mm-hmm. um, and some uh, uh, other Pixar movies. But Inside Out is the one that I think is the most interesting because uh, Pete Doctor, I think, is his name. He seems to be a guy at Pixar who's like, let's keep pushing for weirder, more intellectual um, films instead of kind of just like simple crowd pleasers. And I think he's doing a bang up job because
1: yeah, yeah. the
0: reason I hesitated on how to talk about this film is... You literally have a character basically die in the first 10 minutes, and it's all about his soul and trying to figure out how to get back to his body, and you've got a place where the physical meets the spiritual, and there's some heady stuff happening in this film, um, which I'm just impressed they even tried, right? It's like, how do you even get this thing approved to be made like with this concept I think it's just fascinating but anyway Slade throw me some first impressions on Um, this film um
1: wow no even just your summary got me thinking about the movie again so good job no really um this is a it's like you said it's it's grasping at a lot of concepts (laughs) that are not user friendly. I think, um, in a way that Pixar does. And I think only Pixar can do, but this one's man, it is heady. a a lot of it. Um, some of the initial impressions, uh, Mike (laughs) Burbiglia tweeted about this. Um, and I Mm. think, I think his summation was like, this is the first Pixar movie, uh, for adults. That also happens to be for children. And <laughs> and I'm like, summary. that is actually really good. Um, you can maybe argue they accomplished that before this one, but I think like this definitely lands directly in that. I think this. I'll, I'll save that divisive statement for later. But it's it it's a very adult movie. It's a very adult movie. Um, it is in in what it tackles. Um, there's a little bit for kids, but nothing that the target audience for most Pixar movies are going to be interested in. And that's what makes it perfect, I think, for adults. Because it's just like, hey, who's having an existential crisis in their late 20s and and their 30s and 40s? And well, really, until they're dying. Oh, everyone. Um, (laughs) let's make a movie for those people. Um, so yeah, I mean, looking at, um pete doctor he said like i hadn't really looked up the director and you know his other directing uh things are inside out up and monsters inc i mean oh of course he's no 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 wonder the first 10 minutes the main character dies i'm like he created the 10 minute formula he did it's like i don't have time (laughs) for inciting incident to be at 17 18 20 10 minutes let's get into this so Right. That's where I'm at. It, it, you know, <laughs> it's whew, it's it's a feat yeah. unto itself. I,
0: I, I'm really caught up in this Berbiglia thing because I, I wasn't thinking like up is definitely I think with with Pixar movies up has always been this film that has surprised people because the main character is this geriatric old man. Yeah. But you you've you have Russell there the whole time. So it still feels yeah. mostly for kids because of Russell yeah. and, and Kevin yeah. the bird and things like that. Yeah. And it never, it still feels like it's for kids. It just happens to have an old guy in it. Monsters Inc. feels like it's for kids. Yeah. Uh, the main character in Inside Out is a young girl. Yeah. <laughs> so, but this one now I'm I'm stuck in this vortex of just like I'm trying to think what in this movie is for kids. The cat, I guess. Maybe. Like like Maybe. watching it.
1: Number one, I found myself laughing more at this movie, which. I think is a definite sign it was not made for kids. <laughs> um and and you know, I thought halfway through I'm like, what in this really would a, a a kid find entertaining even. Yeah. It's it's hard, you know, except for a few moments, but like even the jokes, I mean, you know, that's how anime movies have been for 20 years. It, you know, no, there's but these a lot are different. of this is different, though. Yeah. You know, this when, is when. where even the jokes <laughs> and the matter. It's all made for adults.
0: Right. So when 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 uh, Joe meets 22, this soul that has never been able to be approved to go live life on Earth. 22 tells him about all these other mentors that she has had in the past and these mentors are supposed to inspire them and ultimately have them get their spark moment that makes them feel inspired like i'm gonna go live life now she has worked with mother Teresa. she has worked with abraham lincoln she's worked with gandhi she's worked with carl Jung. she has in her own little hideout all of these name tags of all of the people that have tried to inspire her throughout her existence, and I <laughs> I need to go back and see what all's on that wall. Mm-hmm. I know I saw Aretha Franklin on there, and uh, th- I'm sure just all of them are hilarious to look at. But none of those references mean anything to kids. No. Right? So when, when we see Mother Teresa say, I have compassion for every soul except you. <laughs> that's not funny for a kid. That's only funny for people who know who Mother Teresa is. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a liar like that Abraham Lincoln guy. And then we see Lincoln get, he's like, I'm fine with being on the penny. It's no big deal. Well, Jackson's on the 20. What? Jackson? No kid is going to understand that. Yeah. And then that Carl Jung? My subconscious is hating you. No kid's gonna find that funny. I mean, yeah. they'll 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 be amused by the animation and the voices, but the the substance of the joke will mean nothing to them at all. So I think you're yeah. spot on. These jokes, this movie is largely made for adults, for sure.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> And it's great, so go watch it. The end. Uh, no, um, done. Where, where to go from Let's go, go to ratings. Here? Go to ratings. No, uh, uh, no. There is other stuff to talk about. You know, um, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I don't. I don't know where to well, go. I, I think we okay, hit I, something really well, big. Well, I'm gonna already, say this.
0: I'm gonna say this because there's something strange about this movie, which. Um, by the end of it, I really liked it, but it did take me a long time mm-hmm. to really get into it. Okay. I think that so much happens so quickly. Yeah. So, like I said, Joe falls down the manhole cover at nine minutes and some odd seconds. So, within that first nine minutes, it's kind of like Up, like you said. This is the guy who invented the, we're <laughs> trying to build things quickly so we can move on with stuff. Yeah. We see him at his job. We see the argument with his mom. We see him audition for this jazz ensemble. And then he falls down the manhole cover all within nine minutes. And then he bloops down in his like weird gooey soul form. And it's a lot to process for us as the audience, I feel, to be like, oh, I I, cause I didn't know anything about this movie. Nothing. I knew that it was called Soul. Soul. And my understanding was that it would be more about music and that soul was a reference to the music. I was not expecting it to be about a person's actual soul. Yeah. So that surprised me. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And so I was like, oh. And then when he ends up in the great before, which has a lot of very amusing moments, um, the art style of these beings is so scribbly and weird and... (sighs) awesome yeah. but strange and it's a lot for our brains to really catch up with i think that so this movie actually took me a long time yeah. to get into it i went back and rewatched the first half hour this morning uh because i wanted to try it again because yeah. at the end of it i was a little annoyed that i didn't feel more connected to the film but i think it's just cuz it took so long yeah. for me to like get into it with so much happening uh, and so I started rewatching it. And I found a lot of stuff that I liked even more on that little bit of a second rewatch. But it is strange on a first viewing to not know what this movie's about before you get started.
1: I think so. Um, yeah. I, I really was kind of like you. I, I was taken out. I was just like, usually. With Pixar, you can pretty much decide whether you're gonna like it before you get there. It's like it's Pixar; it's gonna be a good movie no matter what, right? Uh, unless it's Cars, but like <laughs> I, I know Cars, I need, too, specifically. I, I, cars <laughs> two specifically. I Cars two specifically. The others are fine, I hear, but um, <laughs> but with with this one, I it, it took me a little bit because yeah, you're transported to this soul world. Very quickly, and even the art style, like, I'm not going to lie, I was like, if this is the whole movie, because I, I love the look of the real world, I was just like, yeah, this this is cool. It was very yeah. good. Give, give me more of the music, uh, this jazz teacher, you know, like, kid's version of Whiplash, basically, and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I thought that's what it was going to be, but I knew there was that soul element as well, just because I had seen enough pictures but I was like, oh man, is this the whole movie? And I wasn't sure how to feel about it. And then it just, it takes you so many different places. It's its really insane, I, I think. Yeah. Uh, quite honestly, uh, uh, horrible it creative, is. but it's insane. Um. Yeah,
0: it, yeah, I think the creativity marks for this movie are through the roof. Uh, again since we've mentioned him a few times, since he directed inside out, this is a guy who really likes to take really difficult material yeah. and make some of the most creative ways to explore it. Yeah. Um, and I love that about this movie. I absolutely love it, but it is a little weird watching it. Uh, hmm. Cause what you find in about half an hour, half hour to 40 minutes is Joe ends up back on earth and he ends up back on earth, but he's not in his own body. He's yeah. in the body of a therapy cat. That is sitting on his hospital bed, and then 22 ends up in Joe's body. So now yeah. we've got a body switch comedy thing going on. Yeah. And it, it's not bad by any stretch, and actually yeah. on the second viewing, it was getting better, but that's about where I stopped also. So yeah. I kind of want to go back and finish it again <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to yeah. see where it goes. Um, but that's where it feels the most kiddish. Because uh, like, oh, now he's stuck in a cat and, and this whatever. yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Again, it's another jarring move because you're just sort of getting used to the this crazy ethereal plane and and this space where people go, the place between the physical and the spiritual, when they're in the zone, and you see the lost souls, which is, again, brilliant. Just brilliant. Yeah. Um, and now it's like, well, you're a cat now. What? <laughs> it's just a lot. Yeah. It's just a lot. No. Um,
1: oh, man. <laughs> No, it, it is, and and even then, like like you said, like I was tempted to be taken out of it when they do the body switch, because I'm like, oh no, really? Uh, but yeah. but there was a commitment, and I've since thinking about it yesterday, seeing it, that I'm like. It did something, again, where it could have gone one way that I think would have been really easy to do, even with the buy switch Because they do a thing where, right, <clears throat> they, they have 22 now voicing Joe, or Joe's body. Mm-hmm. Um, and just for a little tiny bit while they're in the hospital room, you know, it shows what other people are hearing. They're hearing the cat make noise because it's Joe sc- squawking his head off. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then Joe still has his normal voice, but it's 22 right. talking. And I was just like, oh, we're just going to keep popping back and forth here and it's going to be funny. But they didn't do that. And further Luckily, reflection, yeah, further reflection, it was a really good move to just keep using Tina Fey's voice for Joe, mm-hmm. right? Um, which, again, uh, <laughs> only Pixar <laughs> maybe can make... A move like that work um but well, but so they efficient. also have the I mean, danger of doing Pixar's, that thing of what we talked yeah. about like luckily they didn't <laughs> just keep switching back and forth Absolutely. and have joe talk
0: so no pixar pixar is brilliant and they're just like this is what's efficient we show you one shot yeah. where tina fey is speaking and then it cuts and the sentence just continues, but now it's Jamie Foxx's voice. So we understand that to everybody else, this is the way it is. Yeah. But then it takes us back to who those characters are. So very efficient, good stuff. Again, not yeah. for kids. <laughs> kids demanding I mean, maybe it's for an hour for and a half.
1: Why does it sound like that? That's why I imagine. I mean, maybe. Adults I didn't watch got it, with it with right away. Right so. Like,
0: okay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So I just had a thought while you were, saying this, that it didn't occur to me till just now, the beauty of the body switch, I mean, obviously what we learn as the film goes on from there is Joe kind of rediscovers his own life
1: yeah.
0: through watching 22 interact and letting 22 take the wheel, right? Mm-hmm. 22 uh, sort of confronts Joe's mom about being a musician and an artist. Um And it's implied that Joe is still feeding her the lines, but he's only got the strength to do this because it's not him who's saying it. He's telling somebody else to say it right. Yeah. But what we see is, of course, as 22 learns that life on Earth is actually really amazing um, for simple reasons that Joe sees on the outside of his life. And it reminds me, as you were saying, uh, as you were talking, I'm like, oh, this is like It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. The difference yeah. is, in It's a Wonderful Life, uh, the guy wants to die and has to be reminded that life is good. And in this movie, the guy doesn't want to die because he thinks that life needs to be good before you're ready to go. Okay. And I think, now that I'm thinking, of it, like, that's what the body swap ultimately achieves. I'm like, oh, it's, it's like It's a Wonderful Life. Just like yeah. in a It's a Wonderful Life, we see so much of the of george bailey's life before clarence shows up and switches it around yeah. this movie is following a pretty similar pattern of we see joe we get all this stuff and about halfway through the movie it's like and now body switch and it seems jarring but now that i'm thinking it in terms of it's a wonderful life is actually pretty great yeah possibly
1: no great observation i think yeah hmm. huh so we have seen know? this before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> suck it, two-star movie soul.
0: Yeah, thieves. Yeah. No, I kid. Uh, this... <laughs> what a piece of derivative trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um no, Should, uh, we, we're going to have to talk music at one point. Should we just we, jump to some music? Let's,
1: let's jump to music because I've been thinking about this a lot, especially since I made production notes on score. Um, right. Yeah. So, uh well, give me your f- thoughts on on music in this movie again, because you really were married to the idea like this is about music.
0: Right. Yeah. Soul. So piano, a lot jazz of...
1: man. Like,
0: right. <laughs> So, again, I didn't know where the plot would go. But first of all, the the perfect decision of starting off with the Disney logo being played by the worst sounding band you've ever heard. Right at the beginning, it's like it's the whole Disney logo. It's as when you wish upon a star, but just squawking, honking horns. It sounds awful. And you and I both work at schools. We yeah. know what this is yeah. like. Um, yeah, early accurate. in the morning, it's just like <laughs> someone is choking a goose out there somewhere. <laughs> so that was hilarious. And then when Joe first sits down at the piano and just kind of tells them how he's inspired, I'm like, oh, this is cool. And it felt very connected to him. And that's what was so great. The, all of the jazz is so connected to Joe himself. Mm-hmm. Um, We see him get lost in it. It is beautiful. It's amazing. Um, And I think it's very cool. But even then, when he's like running through the streets and we're like, we're going to keep the drums going. And it's this jazz drumming that's happening as he's running around. uh, Very cool. Now, when he's in the great beyond and great before, and it gets all kind of synthy and electronic. Yeah. Personally, I'm like, oh, this sounds really cool okay i really liked it like i was like there's this obviously a break here but it sounded very cool and it's definitely going to go on some playlists uh at some point i didn't realize who it was though until the end where it's like it made so much by, sense at the end oh it absolutely <laughs> does but when it's like by trent reznor and atticus ross i'm like what yeah. that makes so yeah. much sense and it's great um so i really liked it um but I think there's also maybe something cool happening here because Joe's like, it's about jazz, it's about jazz, it's about jazz. But the music, to me, what stood out more was the stuff in The Great Beyond and The Great hmm. uh, Great Before. Maybe it's just because, in general, I like that kind of music better. Yeah. So maybe that's why it stood out. But it also, I think, reinforces this idea that what we think is the one thing we need to be happy. There's other versions of it that are just as powerful and really cool and inspiring and and great, which is a lot of what this movie has to talk about.
1: Nice. Um, no, the, 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 the two kinds of music together, I think work really well for this movie. Um, for the, The whole movie, though, I'm not drawn to much of the music um, in any particular way. Um, I I think it's awesome that John Batiste, you know, did some a lot of the jazz arrangements. Mm -hmm. But it also doesn't sound like anything distinct, if that makes sense. It's like, oh, this is jazz music. It's not like, oh, this is jazz music from the movie Soul. Um, You know, like, like it accomplishes what it needs to do. You know, I'm not going to be humming anything from this movie right. unless I watch it a lot. And, and so, but it does take the time to insert those things into the movie. It, it's not just like really bland background music just to have it. And, and so like, it uses those parts really well. When I saw it was Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, um, not going to lie unpopular opinion uh for 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 at least you i i was like okay <laughs> uh it it was more like of course it is for me and and that's just because to me after the social network soundtrack everything i've ever heard them do i'm like oh it's the same thing that they've done now now granted i haven't listened to all of it I ended after a Girl with the Dragon Tattoo where I was just like, oh, this is mostly the same sounds and kind of right, very ethereal electronic. And it's awesome. Um, yes. That's why I use it for studying or writing music. Um, yes. Not pumping it up in the car. And so with that. No, they, I agree with that. Two seconds They are the perfect choice, though, I think. For that right. dynamic switch between jazz and, and, you know, Trent Reznor having a musical ear and an appreciation for all kinds of music. I think is is a perfect choice to pull off the kind of themes and uh, musical themes of this movie. I right. think it's perfect. As far as holding my attention, me being like, oh, it was perfect. It's like, no, it, but it helped. It, the... the 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 sum is not equal to its part I don't know. It's good. It okay. gets the it gets the job no, done. I, it makes the final product <laughs> really good and great. But
0: right. by itself it's no, like okay, I, okay. And I, yeah. I will agree to some extent on your Resner and Ross thing. Because yeah, the social network like blew everyone's minds because that was yeah. their first soundtrack that they had ever done. Yeah. And Girl with a Dragon Tattoo was only their second. And then if you check, like they've done so many tons, now for different tons. TV shows and movies, and uh, and I would agree, most of them I don't spend a lot of time listening to. It's good background stuff. There's a few exceptions that I will yeah. take a little bit of issue with. Their work on the Watchmen series on HBO is. <laughs> well, I awesome. haven't watched the Watchmen series,
1: so fine. <laughs> oh, it's
0: so good! You got me there. Anyway, that's no, they, all I got. That's they do have some very uh, <laughs> awesome pieces that stick
1: out. You know. So, yeah. No, <laughs> I'll I, say
0: this one last thing for the music here. Uh, again, I didn't think about it until you were saying stuff. Okay. Uh, the perfect decision, of course, to have him as a jazz musician is from my understanding of jazz, which is not a lot. You know, jazz is about being in the moment, right? Yeah. It's like, I'm doing this right now. And for a film that is all about a musician who is trying to find, who's trying to plan and prepare for his life to get a certain way. And that his big flaw is that he doesn't live in the moment. I think that's kind of a cool connection between the two. Now, I don't know what that does for Trent Reznor (laughs) (laughs) over there, but as far as the use of jazz, cause I don't love a lot of jazz. I think it's amazing and it's impressive, but I think the very nature of jazz is it's not catchy. It's what's happening right now. It's that improvised thing that's being amazed. Uh, that's being made and that's what why it's great is it's in the moment it'll never happen like this again and that's very different than so much of the rest of the music we listen to that is programmed for us basically yeah. to be catchy and stick in our head it's not a John Williams yeah. who's good at as we've talked about before is brilliant at making a score that's gonna stick in your head but it also fits very thematically with the film about a guy who can't yeah. live in the moment and appreciate what he's got
1: yeah no, I I think, yeah, talking about the music is the perfect launching off point to talk about it being about jazz, right? Because yeah, I love yeah. That. it it you know the musical style that this that Joe's devoted his life to, that gave him, as far as he knows, his his spark or what he would call mm-hmm. his purpose, right, <clears throat> is all about this. And man, again, the the heady nature and just. Concepts this movie grapples with are so great that the idea of being in the zone, you know, translates to jazz, right? He he enters the zone of this ethereal plane by doing jazz or whatever it might be. Right. And um, it works so well. And And even as you were talking about, you know, the more programmed nature of some music. You've switched my mind on Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross <laughs> off the top of my head. No, because, like, if their music is, you know, it is highly produced and and it's not jazz. It's not this... In no,
0: the, it's not. It's it, very It's not planned, what you think of in the m-
1: moment, you know. It's, it's right. them messing around with electronic sounds, essentially. And to have that be the soundtrack to what's going on in the great beyond and great before where you're being programmed mm-hmm. for what you may or may not become it is a really kind of cool again juxtaposition Um and I, I will say you know having the movie not be like it is about music and it's not you're, you're changing my mind on this because like it is about jazz but like one of the best lines or my favorite lines of 22 is when she starts saying oh now we're jazzing
0: right you know and he yeah. criticizes her and says that's not a word right? that's Again, not what it is but it is he's still what it stuck is stuck in a form he's still yeah. stuck in a form that he can't live in this moment yeah. and for a person who plays jazz to say you can't improvise and mm-hmm. make up this new word is funny mm-hmm. but also telling about his own character flaws
1: definitely definitely yeah so no so much going
0: on (laughs) there's so much and i i I know we're trying to keep these shorter yeah okay so but when they talk about being in the zone there's just a couple of quick things i want to hit before i get to my big point i don't know what your big point is but i still have a much bigger point to get into (laughs) later um i'll try not to take too long but when they're in the plane where people are in their zone there's a few things i love about that space one Mm um uh, Joe is convinced that it's it's like oh yeah musicians in 22 is like yeah or anybody the what's cool about that space is it is it takes the idea of an artist as being someone who is enriched and given this amazing gift and it says no everybody has a time where they feel in the zone athletes have it actors have it uh stock market right the hedge fund managers they have moments where they're in the zone too this isn't special to you because you're a musician everybody has these moments where they feel lifted out of themselves because they're doing a thing that it seems like they were meant to do yeah and i loved how that was just kind of made universal for everybody i also loved how that was so closely connected to being a lost soul yeah that it, a lost it's, on soul the is, oh, it's on the
1: same plane. Oh, same plane. It's
0: so good that you get in the zone and you're so addicted to being in that zone that your anxiety, what is it? They say your anxiety and your obsession mm-hmm. stop you from living actual life because you're just like, I've got to get to the zone, got to get to the zone, got to get to the zone. And you're always searching for that high and how that just wrecks your life. Yeah. And I thought, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's one of the most brilliant things I've ever heard. Um, yeah. And I just thought that was so cool. Also, similar to all of that, that theme is reinforced because he does get back into his body. He does play uh, his jazz set. He does a great job. He's given the opportunity to keep doing that job. And he realizes that I I thought it would feel different. Yeah. yeah. And the musician Dorothea, I forget what they say her last name is, but Dorothea tells him the story about these two fish. And this one's like, I got to get to the... I got to get to the ocean. And they're like, why? You're you're good with yours? Like, I'm not in the ocean. I'm just in water. I need to get to the ocean. And like the difference is, of course, so slight and so subtle. And what do you think the ocean's going to have that you don't already have is a brilliant little illustration yeah. for where Joe's at. Because, of course, this film, as it goes through, shows us in that it's a wonderful lifestyle that Joe does experience lots and lots of moments of joy Mm -hmm. in his life, but because they're not those transcendent, I'm playing jazz and now I'm off in my world moments, he doesn't give them any credit. When he sees his students playing well, he smiles and he gets excited, right? We see throughout that that's kind of how he functions. Um, But because it's not what he thinks he's supposed to do or he thinks he's supposed to be doing something different, he can't latch onto that happiness. yeah So good.
1: Oh yeah uh, a lot of stuff there a lot of stuff there. Yes, <laughs> um, so much no I, I mean yeah the scene right after he does get back and plays the show and, and even before the the story, I think maybe the best part from uh, Dorothea is just like what's next? Well, we come back same time tomorrow and we do it all over again. Right. You know, and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> like, the thing you've been chasing, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> Th- this what's is the next job. <laughs> is,
0: what's next is, now you have a schedule. Yeah. What's next is, there's a plan. What's next is, we're yeah. doing this every night. And he's like, oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's That's fine, yeah. I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, maybe not my moment. I don't know what my big moment is. I think I've got it, or the one I'll say. But before that, uh, one of the favorite visual things it does, again, kind of like our last movie, uh, Paladin, that we talked about, it's not big. It, it's pretty standard, actually, but it's the collection of objects. <laughs> um, that I've, I've tw- seen that, a
0: lot of people talk about this online. That's why, twi- Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, and you know again, like as I was watching, I'm like, okay, cool. I get it. <laughs> like like it's it's not mind blowing. It it's just done in such a, a sincere, beautiful way. And each one is very different. I mean, we have twenty two when she first gets into Joe's body and running down scared and Joe's a cat brings her pizza, you know, call back to when they're in the grate before and he's like, you can't taste it, but you can't taste pizza. And then she tastes pizza for the first time. Like, Oh, this is great. And she keeps the crust, uh, right there. There's the bagel. Um, and you know, she lollipops, ends up, the, yeah. the lollipop. And then the little floaty seed
0: pod from the tree. Seed, yeah. Seed
1: pod thing, you know, and, She keeps all of those in Joe's pockets, and that's what he ends up spreading out on his piano when he realizes, you know, the thing I wanted isn't the thing (laughs) at all, right? And to get himself back. Right.
0: Um, Yeah, and it's a moment that I think I'll appreciate more on another viewing as well, because when it happened... I hadn't had time to think about it, but I mean, as we're talking about improvising and living in the moment, like what he has, he moves aside sheet music. He moves the sheet music aside that he would use to practice. And he uses these items in the moment to compose something new right now. Um, And that's that living in the moment. And the montage that happens there about just how beautiful and amazing life is, is really cool. But I didn't, I wasn't in the moment when I watched it last night and I think I'll appreciate (laughs) it more on the next viewing. Honestly, (laughs) definitely.
1: I mean, I I was having trouble being in the moments too. I was sobbing, uh, sobbing, (laughs) just thinking about it. No, like, I mean, that's around the time it happened, right? (laughs) You know, that's when it was full on waterworks, but you know, (laughs) and I mean, the argument going on around that time in the movie is, you know, that 22 has stolen um, Joe's spark and you only found your spark or your, what he keeps calling purpose while you were in my body. Right. And then as he reflects on those things, you know, those things were happening to 22. And yeah, it's like you, I'd have to go back and watch it because I think there's a bit more significance in each of, the things that 22 picks up on, because I I mean, I'll use the lollipop one because that one came back to me of just the fact, you know, Joe has been going to this barber for how long to quest love. Right. Um, (laughs) And, you know, has never asked him about his life. And, you know, just that interaction of it was 22 that, ask those things in wonderment of what life is. And well, tell me about right. your life. And yeah, all you do is really just talk about jazz. You're not in the, in the moment. Ironically, Um I think is brilliant. So,
0: well, because yeah, Joe is to lar- a large extent. He's a selfish character, right? Yeah. He is so focused on his own desires and his own ambition that he's not listening to other people. He's not, He's not jamming. He's not grooving with the people around him to keep the music metaphors going, yeah. um, and so he misses out on it completely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, you want to go to ratings and favorite takeaway? I assume you'll you'll do before you rate.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's the so favorite.
1: There's so much. There's so much. <laughs> I there's so
0: much. I, I'm going to have a long rant before I give my final thing. So okay. just be ready for that. All right, Slade, you're giving your ratings first. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, all right. Um, I mean, as I was reflecting on this movie, I, I've kind of grown estranged to Pixar, I think. In the last decade, you usually it's like, oh, it's Pixar. It's going to be great. Got to watch the Pixar movie. But, you know, I haven't felt that in a while. And Soul was one I actually felt. That I'm like, okay, this, this seems a little more different. And it was. Um, I, I, more on the Pixar thing, Like I, I was just looking through a list of their movies. And in the last 10 years, they've released 13 movies. Thirteen. Six of them are new original movies. The rest were sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, that's seven sequels. <laughs> and and two of them were Toy Stories. Um, you know, and, <laughs> and and for me, it tracked on this scope of like the last time I was really excited about a Pixar movie, like came away from wanting to see one, saw it, and then leaving being like, this was amazing Really, for me, might have been up. And there's been a few since then that I'm like, Coco is really good. And, but they all stay in the same vein of, okay, pretty adult concept, but still for children. Even inside out, <clears throat> you know, the appeal for children's like, all these emotions are really playing out extremes and it's funny and all that. This one was very different for a Pixar movie for me. Um, because, like I said, it's it's an adult movie, and your kids might watch it with you, <laughs> as well, um, and they won't like it, I think. But, um, and it does something so so bizarre, so creative, um, and, and you know the topics it tackles are just that—they're bizarre and they're creative, and they are so have to do with not your childhood you know and it's it's amazing visually it's amazing the the two two worlds uh the big honchos in in the great beyond and great before i think are maybe the most funny to me look look over there jerry um i thought that quiet was
0: coyote quiet coyote
1: <laughs> so funny um no, and it was genuinely a funny <laughs> movie. Um I think my favorite <clears throat> current favorite scene was when uh, the little girl from Jazzman who's harping on the trombone in the beginning comes to quit and tell mm-hmm. Joe, but it's 22 and 22 locks Joe as the cat inside and just talks to her and she's like, "Yeah, no, jazz sucks. You should you should quit." And then the little girl's like, "But maybe I shouldn't." I there's something about that scene. There's something in there I want to explore more on a second viewing that I think is just so great. Um my current rating is four stars. Is four stars. It might be four and a half once I finally put it on letterbox, but four four to four and a half stars. I, I think this is the most enjoyable and original movie since probably up.
0: Very good. All right. I have a lot to say. Here we go. It's been a long time that I have watched a movie that convicted me (laughs) in my spirit. This movie is calling me out hard. (laughs) Oh, man. So, so hard. This is a movie about a teacher... who is convinced that he is made and he is destined for greater things. This is a movie about a teacher who from what we can tell is pretty good at being a teacher. And certainly as we watch the film, we see sparks of joy for him that come directly from him interacting with students. We see that he's good at his job and he enjoys his job. However, he is hell-bent on this notion that he's more than that and that he has to be more than that in order to be happy. And I have never felt called out so hard by a movie <laughs> in my entire life. Um, I didn't know that this was a, a thing that somebody could ever make a movie about. <laughs> I mentioned I mentioned yeah. to you earlier, Slade, and I'm not gonna do it now because we, we need to wrap it up. You've got places to go um, about like what's the best and worst education movie because though this is a movie about music that we've talked about, this is one of the mm. best movies about education hmm. and one of the best movies about teachers that I have ever seen ever. Because it's a guy who, from the beginning, he's trying to direct his terrible middle school band and they sound awful. Most realistic scene in a school I've ever seen on film, (laughs) first of all. I think we talked about this when I mentioned Easy 8. Hey, you're coming up next. Sorry, mister. I, I left my saxophone at home. Like, it's the most relatable. Like, that's real teaching yeah. is you trying yeah. to get kids involved and they just aren't there except for one student who yeah. is and it's enough to say, oh, see, this is why I'm doing it. But you have to be in it and you have to realize what you're doing. What we find out by the end that 22's spark that finally got her to the point that she was ready to live an actual human life was not to have great ambition, not to do something amazing, but just to appreciate what's happening in any given moment. And we combine that with Joe, who realizes throughout the movie that whether he's a musician or a teacher, that he has to appreciate those things too. And we see in the montages that it are the teaching moments and, oh, they do so many cool things in this. The Quiet Coyote that I just mentioned earlier is such an elementary teacher thing. This movie is saturated with school classroom stuff. When he's in the body of the cat, And they are in the hospital bed. And he's like, you got to get up and walk. And she's like, I don't know if I can. I've never been in a body before. And he's like, can you try? Which is such a teacher (laughs) move. And this film is loaded with it. And the whole time we see him being a teacher, he's literally mistaken for a mentor. That there's a difference between mentoring and teaching, and that's something that, you know, he's told that he's a mentor, but all he wants to do is satisfy his own desires and his own ambition. Uh, Oh, my goodness. To my soul, as it were. (laughs) um, I didn't want to do that, but I had to. No. And finally, the end of the movie... When he is allowed to go back and be in his body for real. And yes, it does run a little cheesy to what you mentioned in our last episode of I'm going to live life more fully now. Boom, (laughs) There it is full circle. (laughs) But what I love about the ending is he does go back to life, but we as the audience do not get to see if he goes back to be a teacher or if he goes back to be a musician. That part is left off the table entirely. We don't know what career he goes on to have. We just know that he's going to be more intentional when he goes back to his life. Beautiful. Love it. It's amazing. Yeah. Now, despite all of that, I'm still (laughs) landing at four stars. Yeah, And only because, like I mentioned earlier, it took so long for me to get into the groove of this movie, but I anticipate that the more I watch it, the more I will love it. So I'm saying it's a four-star movie that runs a good chance of going up to a a four-and-a-half on my next viewing, and then we'll see where it goes from there.
1: Perfect. Yeah.
0: Done. All right.
1: Ditto. Thank you for indulging that that rant. (laughs) Oh,
0: my goodness. It's so good. Um, Anyway, thank you so much, everyone, for for listening to us. Slade, do we have a movie for our next episode?
1: (laughs) We do. I'm just going to choose it because I know I want to do it eventually, so we better just do it now while I know it's available. Uh, Our next movie will be on Hulu. You can watch this one of two ways. In the original language or in English, which is not the original language. We will be watching... Grave of the Fireflies, officially for the show.
0: Did you hear me? No, you completely cut out. But you know what? Oh. I'm going to listen to it when I edit it, and then I'll know because I know you have I to mean, go I and do things. <laughs> so, nope, nope. Can, don't I even can tell say me it again. I sure am excited by insert name of movie here. I completely <laughs> missed it. I'll listen to it later because I know you have to go. So, okay. oh, <laughs> thank you, everybody. I don't even know what attitude to have right now. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful... <laughs> it's a wonderful life. And uh, get in touch with your soul. <sighs> Full sur- Whatever. Farewell, your, good people. Book your therapist.
1: Uh, don't stop the talk after you walk out of the theater uh, or out of your therapist's office. Goodbye. Yep. <laughs> See ya.